Hello and welcome to Sunday Times Politics Weekly, a weekly podcast where we dissect political shenanigans of national and international importance. And this time around, we will be talking about the country preparing to move to lockdown level two during this coronavirus pandemic that has beleaguered the whole world. This econ is racist. I've never ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shift. Can you please come in? I'm joined today, as always, by my colleagues, Ted Trele and Apiwe de Klerk. Colleagues, uh, good to be with you once again. Apiwe, is the country ready to move to level two of the national lockdown that started with the outbreak of the coronavirus in March? Um, thanks a lot, uh, Mawande. I think it's a difficult question to answer, but I think just about every sector, just about everyone, uh, is reeling uh, to 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 get back to uh, their normal lives as uh, however normal will be now uh, post covid so i think there's a bit of the, the um, it's long overdue a lot of sectors have been saying uh, that they want to go back uh, they can't make uh, money they can't make livelihoods so i think now as opposed to when we were moving uh, from level 5 um, it's more of a question about uh, livelihoods and, and 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 trying to balance that with safety, obviously. But yeah, um, I think that's where I stand. There's been a lot of numbers being uh, published, um, a lot of talk about us uh, seemingly uh, nearing uh, getting over the West, uh, which is a positive uh, thing uh, for an economy that was taking a battering even before. Uh, the close down uh, forced by COVID-19. Uh, so, and the talks that, uh, obviously the stories that have been published this week, um, Times Live leading um, the way there about um, conversations being had at cabinet level, uh, conversations being had by uh, uh, the senior uh, managers in government, that is the DGs, saying uh, reopen the economy. So, so uh, I think it's, it's, it, those conversations are mainly uh, surrounded around reopening the economy way bigger than uh, or rather more than we have uh, we are experiencing now. Mm. Stay. Ours has been uh, called one of the hardest uh, lockdowns in the whole world. Would you say it was worth it looking at the number of, you know, well, in fact, the whole situation around people who have died from coronavirus and our uh, the number of cases vis-a-vis the number of recoveries uh, or the percentage of recoveries compared to other countries across the world? Would you say that the manner in which we went about it, having it the hardest, I mean, I know at some point we were, among only four countries that had banned alcohol as part of the response to to coronavirus. And here we are now, people, everyone almost rooting for the country to ease it further to level two, where some of these things such as uh, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, sales, will be lifted uh, uh, when we move into level two. But my question would be, was it worth it for us to have one of the hardest lockdowns looking at where we are now? 
it's difficult because the virus is new and I think it behaves differently in different areas. Uh, trends that you see in one country you won't necessarily see in another. And for example, something like alcohol, uh, if you look at the behavior of South Africans, you would say that they do not know uh, how to behave. You don't see that same um, abuse uh, of drinking culture uh, in other countries in the way that you do in South Africa. So I think that just because other countries have not banned alcohol does not mean that it should not be done here. Of course, there are serious implications of that in terms of the economy, in terms of jobs, in terms of uh, small businesses, and I'm not uh, at all ignoring that, but I'm saying that uh, we must not take the one-size-fits-all uh, approach in critiquing uh, government's handling or management of the crisis. What I do think is important is that uh, government communication uh, started off really, really good in the beginning, and now we've seen just uh, tardiness on their part with regards to this thing. We were promised uh, formally that there would be a risk-adjusted system, uh, one which would be imp uh, implemented depending on the movement of the virus in certain areas, which has not happened, which I think has contributed uh, to the fatigue of this so-called uh, hard lockdown, which has been ongoing. The Western Cape this week have been saying that they feel that they are in decline and they would want to see the measures now being lifted for them. And had that risk-adjusted uh, approach been uh, implemented, for example, in the Western Cape, they would have had a harder lockdown while everyone else continued. Uh, and now it would be vice versa, where for them the measures would be lifted in areas where the virus is still moving, it would not have happened. So I'm not sure why that approach was abandoned, uh, and more importantly, why it was not communicated that we are now no longer moving in that way. Because at that point, I'm not, at this point, I'm not sure what the difference is going to be between level two and level one, and that's because the communication has been so clumsy. And appear some people are of the view that, in actual fact, as Tay is saying, there seems to be no clarity about government as to exactly what is the model that they are using and the strategy that they are using as the country moves between the different uh, levels. We would remember, for instance, the alcohol, the ban on alcohol was lifted at some point and then it was uh, imposed once again. Schools were reopened and then they were closed uh, once again and they are reopening uh, again now in August. We don't know what the future holds uh, in as far as those issues are concerned, but it doesn't seem that there's consistency that is based on scientific evidence, as we have been told that everything that uh, government is doing is based on scientific data and, 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 and evidence. Do you believe that APIWE, in fact, government is basing most of these decisions based on science and data that is in front of them? Uh, th thanks again, Mawande. Look, um, it's difficult with the two examples that you have mentioned, uh, because both of them um, it's quite a contested uh, space in terms of ideas and what ought to be done and what not ought to be done in terms of the. Uh, let's start with the schooling system, for instance. Worldwide, there are different views about how or whether or not kids conduct and pass on uh, the virus. So uh, in an environment like ours, South Africa, uh, where our infrastructure is just uh, in shambles, uh, when it comes to transport and also when it comes to the a large number of uh, schooling uh, or, or, or rather of schools where it's just congestion and all of that. So when then the virus is at peak, the fears become more and the cries of the teachers, one could say, could not be ignored. 
um so so it's difficult when you're arguing about that because other countries also opened and and closed schools insofar as alcohol is concerned uh, it, it, it really um there shouldn't be any discussion about its impact in uh, increasing the number of infections because people drink as uh, uh, the, uh, a colleague was saying and they can't behave uh, south africans uh, when they're drunk or are around alcohol uh, um, we we are just like a chaotic country it increases the number of fatalities and 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 and, and um, trauma cases that have to be attended at the hospital so when it comes to uh, infrastructure that we have health wise unlike other first world countries where they can uh, be able to handle both if if push comes uh, to shove we didn't have that so i think at the time it was good for government to react uh, uh, to the problem of uh, alcohol. Of course, um, there had been uh, certain views that maybe you should have, at the first place, uh, applied more stringent measures before you do an outright ban and all of that. That we can discuss about. But I think uh, at the time, they used the best available option uh, that assisted uh, a, a lot. Uh, we can't ignore the numbers that numbers dropped a lot when they, they banned alcohol again uh, at trauma units and hospitals. Uh, and so our, our strained health system then uh, was able to breathe. But then, uh, when you look at other aspects of uh, uh, the, 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 the handling and, and, and the public messaging, I agree with uh, Esther uh, on it. it. It seemed as if um, whatever plan they had formulated when they wanted to introduce these alert levels, it's it sort of uh, fixed and amended as, as they go now. Um, you look at how um, they they're dealing with the introduction of a curfew, and and how then uh, they increase the hours because they want to cater for restaurants. Um, you see, there's no standardized uh, template, or if, if that's the correct um, way to put it, that we can always refer to uh, to say, okay, this is um, what we can expect um, uh, when we go to level uh, uh, two. Uh, when we were at level three, we all knew that alcohol was going to be sold. They had to amend that um, it, it, with immediate effect, even. So I get the messaging of it now is 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 is, is very bad uh, versus when we were starting. But I guess it's because of the nature of uh, how this, this this virus is behaving and how it's affecting um, uh, 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 countries worldwide and how uh, it's a new. It's it, it's a new virus that even scientists are, are, are battling with uh, worldwide. Stay, you you've written uh, plenty stories around uh, you know this issue, the decisions that have been made by the National Coronavirus Command team. In your reading of the situation, what would you say have been the political dynamics in that particular structure, uh, the entropy that is? And would you say those political dynamics there have had in any way a, a, a role to play in some of the decisions that have been taken since the imposition of the national lockdown up to this stage as we move to level two? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't say, let me put it this way, to my personal knowledge, uh, I'm not aware of any political dynamics where that have played themselves out in the decision-making uh, at the command council or at cabinet. 
I think there have been different interests by way of what uh, the portfolios and the responsibilities that those ministers might have. So someone like the finance minister, Tito Boweni, would obviously massively be in favor of the reopening of the economy and in particular uh, the sale of alcohol and tobacco, uh, given that it is decimating our capacity uh, to to collect revenue. Uh, and obviously those two are massive contributors uh, by way of syntax. So I think those are the interests that come forward more than political considerations. In the case of Minister Lindy Wazuru, she might argue in favor of keeping the ban. Uh, given the impact that it's having uh, on on homes where there are instances of gender-based violences. Zuelim Kiza might argue the same in favor of uh, the trauma wards and the, the impact that has had there in terms of beds being taken up by people acting foolishly and recklessly. So I think it's just mainly practical considerations based on the areas of responsibilities of the ministers. I think there's quite there's little maneuvering room for uh, political, uh, ideological differences at that level. So there's also been this ongoing debate uh, about whether we are able to strike the balance between saving lives and saving livelihoods. What is your view of your Have we been able to strike the balance between the two or which one has been much more in front of the other in your, in your view of how you see things? I think the intention of government has been overwhelmingly been driven by uh, saving lives. Um, it, it has been clear throughout the messaging that they, 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 they value the saving of lives, which must be commended. But then when you talk about livelihoods, um, you needed, um, I think, a government that has more in, 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 in the bank um, to show up their support of restarting the economy, um, ensuring that uh, people don't starve to death. Uh, and I think there we've, we've been lagging behind a bit, uh, not just about um, having the available resources, even though they they've, they scrambled and came up with, with quite a, a, a lot of money uh, to boost companies. But I think the other part about a shoddy processes, uh, generally uh, the, the payments of uh, 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 the monies that were uh, promised to people, it it has been a bit of a shambles. Uh, so so um, a lot of industries like tourism, uh, like uh, uh, I don't know, you, you we could go back to the liquor and tobacco industries would tell you that we've killed livelihoods as a country uh, by the extended lockdown and the banning of said uh, activities and uh, <clears throat> and products. So in saving lives, I think the country has, has done quite well, um, despite our own challenges in the sector of health and so on. Um, I guess um, the, the part about the thefts of those monies can also not be avoided, uh, because while we were trying to save lives, uh, some other people were trying to uh, enrich themselves uh, illegally and all of that. But I, I would uh, say we must commend our government. They, they've tried uh, uh, their utmost best to save lives. Whether or not we've managed to save lives, and the impact of it, it's not going to be felt just now. Maybe uh, months or even a few years uh, from now, we are still going to have industries that will continue to be struggling because the closing down of the economy was very crippling. Mm.
Mm-hmm. And, and just on the economic front, stay, already our country coming into uh, this national lockdown was limping uh, badly economically and un- unemployment, especially among the youth, the highest in the world. As we now move towards outphasing the uh, lockdown completely, going back to normal or the so-called new normal post, uh, uh, you know, this period, do you think that we have... Uh, the political will within our leaders to revive this economy of ours and be able to, you know, to unleash its full potential for people to get jobs and those that have been affected, particularly during this period of national lockdown, to be able to recover some of the jobs because the reality is that most of the jobs that are lost will never be recovered again, or even to tap into new industries wherein there's opportunities of employment and growing the economy. I can't say that I personally have uh, much confidence in that process. I remember in the earlier days of the lockdown, there was a big talk about uh, this massive uh, economic recovery plan and what it would hinge on um, and uh, a massive process rather of industrialization um, and giving small businesses a boost. And one of the ways that was supposed to happen uh, was by allowing small businesses uh, that are on the database of the small business development department uh, to be the suppliers for provinces and for departments in terms of uh, the supply of personal protective equipment and other medical supplies. Uh, And had departments uh, and provinces stuck to that database, for instance, uh, you would not see what we're seeing unfold now in terms of the massive allegations of corruption where uh, people close to politicians have been given uh, these contracts for businesses that were only registered this year, uh, and many of which have never actually participated in that space. So already you've seen uh, that the plan to empower small businesses from this period has not played itself out. Uh, There was talk of industrialization where we would be the ones uh, manufacturing ventilators um, and other uh, PPEs, which the rest of the continent will eventually need, as well as other parts of the world uh, in terms of uh, second and third peaks coming on, whatever the case may be. So none of that has happened as of yet. Instead, we're stuck dealing uh, with these uh, sideshows, confusion around uh, regulations, regulations being penned um and then being rubbished and then having to be reworked that sort of thing of course we're in this for the first time there are mistakes that will be made uh, we'll have to reassess our position every now and then but i think on the main things have been extremely clumsy there's not been decisiveness in terms of putting some of these things into play which will provide us with the foundation to make an economic recovery in the coming years Mm, 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 mm. Apio, what are your closing remarks as the country prepares to move to level two of the national lockdown? Like I said at the beginning, I think it will be a welcomed move for people whose uh, industries are in distress because of the lockdown. Uh, I think um, South Africans then now, um, it's really in their hands to behave. Um, I, I think uh, just because the we are reopening if if I may put it that way, it doesn't mean we must misbehave and uh, uh, be clumsy about how we go about our lives. Um, our lives, it's 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 a, it's a new normal for everyone, and it would be up to all South Africans to to try and while they earn a living, while they 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 they, they make this economy uh, go back to working for the country be mindful of the fact that the virus is still with us and that uh, it kills. Stay, same question. 
I think let's tighten up uh, communications. Let's clarify the position on the risk-adjusted strategy, if it still exists, uh, to what extent does it uh, exist uh, in terms of the measures uh, for businesses that are reopening up, if they are in place, that labor in, uh, what are they called, labor inspectors are doing their job by ensuring that words are protected in the workspace uh, and that there is the caveat which is very clearly communicated that should we go back to another peak, should things get out of control to the extent that our health infrastructure is in, undermined, uh, everyone will go back to whatever level we need to be at, if in fact there are still levels, uh, to enable us to, to combat this disease and to adjust to the so-called new normal. Mm. Well, that's all we have time for today. Uh, thank you so much, colleagues. I'm here with Declare and I am your host, Mawande Amashabalada. Thank you so much for joining us. You can continue engaging with us on social media on with the hashtag ST Politics Weekly. You can find our podcast on Iona.fm and all other platforms where you get your podcasted, like Spotify and Apple Pods. Thank you very much. Hello, lockdown level two.